I think the political agenda that is around the globe, I mean, I think that is going to be, for any major bank, a, a major element. The consumer duty agenda in, in the UK as well, which is, is a real potential opportunity for, for quite a significant mindset change. Diversity inclusion in that, you know, there is a tremendous focus on, on this whole area. And we're going to find a gap widening between organisations are going to build for the future versus those that are going to be left behind. Things like climate, coupled with really important medium-term aspects of, of operational resilience. Hello and welcome to our new episode of Risk and Regulation Unraveled, our Grant Thornton's Financial Services podcast. I'm Irina Valkova, your regular host, and I bring to you conversations about the dynamic world of risk and regulation. We help our financial services clients understand new regulatory developments, upcoming changes, and how to stay ahead of the regulatory curve by inviting renowned experts to share their insights. As we are recording this episode today, the unthinkable has happened and Russia has just invaded Ukraine at full scale earlier this morning. Unsurprisingly, financial markets have plummeted since and global economy is again faced with another round of uncertain times with an unknown end. Yet, in the conversation today, we will try and highlight some of the hot topics that will dominate the financial services industry in 2022, possibly despite current developments. COVID-19 has dictated the narrative for the last couple of years, and although other matters such as climate change, for example, and COP26, which was held in the UK in November 2021, took much deserved attention, it seemed that other challenges firms had to tackle almost did not get enough airspace. To make up for that, this year promises a lot of movement in the risk and regulatory space, much of it driven by regulators. Amongst the key contenders for the hot topics of the year are themes such as climate change and the broader ESG, cryptocurrencies and related regulations, Web3 and decentralized finance, operational resilience, data, diversity and inclusion, consumer duty, and broader technological advancements such as artificial intelligence, the virtual reality or the so-called metaverse, and quantum computing. The list in itself is overwhelming, and we have covered these topics in detail in our newly released Financial Services Regulatory Handbook. But to unpick what firms should prepare for, what are the key themes they simply cannot afford not to engage with in 2022, key challenges they might experience along the way, and which direction is the regulatory pressure coming from, I have invited for discussion our most senior leaders at our Grant Thornton Financial Services practice, as they have the most valuable insight and holistic picture across the whole of the FS industry. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome to the podcast Sandy Kumar, head of Grant Thornton's UK Financial Services Group. Sandy has worked in the financial services sector for more than 30 years. He has a thorough understanding of regulatory and technology challenges facing the financial services community, and has led and performed various audit and assurance projects within the financial services sector. Most importantly, though, Sandy spends most of his time advising directly our most senior clients, so he has a first-hand knowledge of what keeps them awake at night. Welcome to the podcast, Sandy. Thank you, Irina. Delighted to be with you. Thank you. We are also joined by Alex Ellerton, who is the head of our financial services regulatory practice. Alex has provided bespoke risk and regulatory services to a wide range of firms for over 20 years. And having built relationships with firms large and small, he understands well the breadth of the practical issues faced by firms on a day-to-day basis. This makes him the perfect guest alongside Sandy for today's discussion. Great to have you here with us today, Alex. Thanks, Irina. Lovely to be here. 
Now, before we get into the actual meat of the hot topic, a broader question and one that simply we cannot afford to avoid today in the wake of the events. We are entering 2022 in somewhat challenging circumstances. We are hopefully at the end of a painful and tiring COVID journey, but the aftermath is yet to be done. There is rising inflation, energy crisis and huge geopolitical crisis with events in Ukraine. What impact do you think this current climate would have on the financial services industry? And are the expectations for very active regulator this uh, year justified? Maybe starting with Sandy. Thank you. Let me let me start with that. An excellent question. So absolutely, I mean, the world is facing many material challenges in, in addition to COVID, which is still very much in play across the globe. And now we have a major war in Europe, too, which is really sad state of affairs. Uh, the importance of financial services across the sector and other sector across all societies cannot be overestimated. Across the world, we need the support of this sector more than ever, and the regulators need to ensure the action of the sectors are balanced, fair and consumer focused. The regulators all need to continue ensuring that they protect the consumers you know, and the markets they promote. And, and the markets promote you know, competitions in, in the interest of the consumers. An active regulator, in my view, is the only way for a complex and large sector like financial services to, you know, to, to operate in. So yes, I think uh, active regulators very much needed. Is this your perspective as well, Alex? Are we, are we expecting a really active regulator? I, I think it has to be, Irina, and, and, and Sandy's right. I mean, you look at the list of things that we're trying to contend with um, and whether you are a financial services institution in the UK or anywhere in the globe, never before has it been so globally joined up. And I think that's one of the key things here as well. And the regulators have to respond uh, to that as well. So, uh, Irina, you've, you, you've mentioned the sort of geopolitical risk angle on this that has to sort of rise up the, the, the profile and, and, and risk scale just over the last 24 hours, doesn't it? So, um, yeah, plenty to be getting on with. And, and, and if you're a firm at the moment trying to decide which to prioritise um, over and above anything else, is, is is really challenging, I think. Indeed, interesting times to live in, as they say. Um, yeah. I, I guess going now, probably more to the to the heart of the conversation. There are a few topics that certainly will be in, um, everybody talking about in the FS industry this year. I did mention quite a few at the start, and I deliberately wanted to demonstrate how the long list is that. But I guess if you were to pick up a few, which would you choose? Sandy, maybe maybe starting with you again. Okay, thank you. Um, well, I I mean the list list is is very long, but let me let me focus on say you know two or three which which I think could could be very relevant and and uh, for us to raise. So ESG you already talked about, and I I would include diversity inclusion in that. You know there is a tremendous focus on on this whole area, and we're going to find a gap widening between organisations going to build for the future versus those that are going to be left behind. So something that's really important, important for not just our society, for, for the globe as a whole. And I, I think getting that balance right is really, really important. Uh, another key area I think is, is digital. Uh, and I would sort of put stroke data with security. I think, I think firms need to you know, change rapidly in, in, in how they operate. Everyone business, business needs to evolve in respect of the digital strategy and eff effective data management to remain competitive, compliant and relevant. The threat to firms of the data they handle across the businesses and the security of this remains a key priority for every board and executive management. This is a constant evolving risk and the threat can come from many different um, uh, different and material sources. So data and, and dig you know, uh, digital key area. Um, I would say also a, a global issue now really is, is, is kind of the talent shortage. 
if financial services company was struggling to attract the right skill set, you know, with the right digital skills prior to the pandemic, I think the situation is much worse now across the globe. And co companies must prove, provide employees experience that they are digital, flexible, collaborative, rewarding. The people and culture strategy for every business needs to be on the top table of every firm. And the final one to finish off, um, so leaving Alex enough room to cover some of the areas, you know, I would say, you know, clearly regulation is always going to be a key element. And I think within that, I would say fair, fairness and inclusion, climate, we already talked about climate, climate and sustainability, crypto, digital assets, you know, the platforms firms operate in conduct, um, cyber data type activities, fraud, financial crime, uh, third party cloud would be very important, tech, resilience, and then you know, risk complacency, I think, is very important. So really getting a handle on, on, on how you are handling all of your broader risk. But I'll stop there and, 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 and hand over to Alex to, to pick up on that. Yeah, I think you mentioned something very insightful there, Sandy. Risk complacency, I think, is a huge thing that everybody should be thinking about, particularly at the current state of affairs, indeed. Um, what, what, what are your kind of chosen ones, Alex? It's uh, this picks up very nicely, I think, from from that that good list that Sandy's talked about, um, and, and and this is a world. Let's face it, where where regulators are trying to work out what to focus on as well. And and, and just on that, um, you know, regulatory reform is such that that government and regulators are trying to work out what what should we be looking at as 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 regulators to to, to get this to the right place. Um, and we've we, this is an entirely different world now, I think, from from the old days of where regulation was only focused on small things that they're tackling absolutely all of the big ticket items for society and the world at large. Um, and, and I think there's a really interesting mix of real long term objectives uh, for financial services and for regulators around things like climate, um, coupled with um, really important um, medium term aspects of, of operational resilience and making sure that as an industry we are there and we are consistently there to to serve uh, serve the world um, and then a, a pet subject of mine at the moment the consumer duty agenda in in the UK as well which is is a real um, potential opportunity for, for quite a significant mindset change I think from both um, regulators and, and from firms as well so plenty across that to be to, to be keeping everybody talking this year I think there is is there a specific area, Alex, that you think the regulators would be particularly keen on to put pressure on firms to deal with? Where, where do you see the challenge coming from the regulator? Um, so, so, so I think, I mean, that, that there's an element around, um, uh, well, it's an easy answer, which could be uh, across all different areas if you're not doing something very well, isn't it? But I mean, that, that's, that's not very helpful. Um, I, I think proper leadership that, that's that's focused on long-term value uh, being provided to uh, all stakeholders, and um, so that's not just uh, shareholders. That's 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 customers. That's regulators. That's the market. That's the economy. Um, we know that a lot of our um, governance-focused work that we've done um, over the last um, few years has really started to drill that into to, to senior leaders at firms to make sure that um, that that larger perspective um, is is on the table and and is thought about in in key decision making. Excellent. Thank you, Alex. And I guess slightly different direction with this question. What is urgent? So if you were sitting in the boardroom of a, say, large systematic bank, for example, what would you prioritise as, as the CEO or the chairman of the board of this bank? Sandy, maybe maybe starting with you again. Yeah, sure. OK, uh, well, looking at it from banks lens, I mean, in some of this could apply to the more broader sector as well. You know, I mean, how do banks continue to have the right touch 
with their customers with so many options to to individuals i think i think that's important so saying you know whilst making the change staying relevant for their customer base is really important and keeping their uniqueness uh, a lot is going on in terms of supply chain you know commercial real estate markets post covid hangovers so i think boards must be thinking very heavily around what what's the operating model they want to have for the next few years to to make the business you know as profitable and as resilient as they can so i think i would think that's a key priority uh and not forgetting your point earlier really i think the the, the political agenda that is around the globe i mean i think that is got to be for any major bank a, a major element so given the activity in Europe, uh, the unfortunate activity in Europe, and the, and the general kind of COVID test that we've had, and 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 the situation, I think that would be obviously one of the material ones as well. Um, uh, I would also touch on kind of the third-party relationship, cyber crime. I think cyber just doesn't disappear. We're handling masses of data, and and you know, and we're also relying on third-party arrangements to do a lot of the the kind of execution. I think that creates many interesting. Uh, risk with it. So I think that would remain an uh, element of, of focus for the boards. Um, of clearly, the regulators themselves, I mean, the priorities of the regulators are changing. Their, their, their demand of organization, particularly bigger scale, has a tighter uh, timeline and faster response. So I think the regulators expect a lot more. They are very happy to look back and penalize very readily. So the operating models you have in play require senior management, compliance team to continuously find ways to be effective across the enterprise. And I think that would be a challenge. Uh, and the final one, you know, before I take up all the time here is I would say for banks, I think to date, in, you know, interest rates, you know, the, the, the position they've been in, technology, talent, the long-standing priorities still loom and, you know, uh, and banks still need to stay on top of these you know, in order to be effective. Um, thank you, Ari. Thank you, Sandy. Yeah, I think you kind of focus there on banks. Perhaps, Alex, question to you more broadly, what is it that boards actually have to be concerned with? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really good point. And there's some, there's some good points I could pick up from uh, Sandy's comments there as well. Um, without being flippant, one of the things that is clearly going to be important is for boards to know what is urgent themselves. So actually making sure that the um, uh, governance and, and reporting upwards and, and risk management frameworks and, and all that sort of stuff work well so that you know what should I be prioritising on any given day. And we might, I think we might come back to that a little bit, bit later as well. Um, one of Sandy's other points I think is really interesting is this um, supply chain and distribution chain angle on things as well. So um, when you look at things like consumer duty and where that's going to push um, pretty much every firm actually regardless of your role in a distribution chain to better articulate what your role is what value you provide and um, frankly how you get comfortable that any other third parties that interact in that space are actually doing what you kind of think they ought to be as well so this idea of well I've done my bit and somebody else is, has got the other problem uh, goes away now I think um, so some big big challenges there I think for firms to firms to deal with um, and then in the, the the other sort of urgent thing for me is and, and we've talked, touched on it already um, that the, the, the significant pressure on consumer finances that we see at the moment is definitely and, and clearly to me anyway going to going to feature for the next couple of years frankly as we sort of work our way out of a number of things uh, let alone things that have happened in the last 24 hours so um uh focusing on on, on that 
carefully and making sure that vulnerabilities are clearly dealt with uh, carefully uh, and, and that um, financial services can, can, I guess, come out of COVID um, as well in a way that follows through on its um, uh, helpful um, uh, the, the helpful way that it's um, um, responded to, to helping um, the, the community at large deal with uh, a challenging circumstance. You mentioned the word challenging quite a few times, as, as did Santi. Uh, from all these um, plethora, if you like, of things that and urgent things that organisations have to deal with, where do you expect um, they would find themselves in the most challenging circumstance to either address or implement in terms of uh, changes they need to introduce to their businesses? Maybe maybe for a change starting with Alex this time. Well, I'll I'll, I'll pick up Irene on, on, on what I've just been talking about really as well. And I think the um, um, some of these expectations where there are not clear uh, rules that are binary yes or no right or wrong uh, is always going to be more challenging and you look at sort of more principles based uh, regulation and changes to principles that consumer duty in due course will 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 implement um and that's that's just going to really throw up quite a lot of um uh challenging uh, discussions and, and 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 ways that firms need to articulate how they've uh, met and and dealt with the regulatory perimeter changing so i think that's the one that i'd highlight it, it's it's where there is no clear right or wrong uh, black or white answer yeah no thank you alex sandy would you agree with that yeah no i i think absolutely and i, and I guess if i was going to add a little bit more to that i would say you know things which are difficult to do and we know from our own business and how we operate you know, uh, inclusion diversity getting that balance right really important i think i think i think these are tough things to have to execute because we need to bring through uh, you know all of the talent to be able to balance that and and look more broadly in our own thinking how we operate i think climate sustainability hard hard things to have to execute and put into play i think a, a lot of good work has been done progress is being made but i think tough tough things to manage i think cyber will remain a a, a challenge for you know for a long long time because you know people find a way so cyber fraud financial crime i think is 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 very much something the industry can't avoid and i would say i think challenges which are going to be tough also is around tech and resiliency you know which which continue you know continue challenges because they're operating models are changing very fast the way we uh, operate is, is is changing fast uh, but i would say in meeting many of these i think we have to go back to the core of how a business has been set up and I, I would I think it's important that you know you look at the the elements of what are your obligations what does a regulator expect of you and you have an understanding of the landscape of what's coming up so having a complete inventory of that then you can begin to plan what you need to do and I, we from our experience sometimes getting that complete inventory can be difficult for organization and getting that right is very important um, I think then having the right sort of skill set processes MI to manage these challenges is important, particularly in a world of you know SMCR, individuals taking accountability and managing that and go back to the kind of historic model, which has been in financial for many years, you know, three lines of defense with the relevant skill set in each is a critical for every firm, I think. And, you know, whilst and this is expensive now because getting the right talent is expensive and then and, but it's also not optional i think it's it's necessary to protect your brand your business your people your personal position if you're an smf kind of role uh and i think that these are some of the ways to get overcome the challenges is to look at the core element of what you need to do
Yeah, and you mentioned tech and resilience, which is probably a nice segue to my next question without prejudging what you're going to say. But uh, another probably slightly broader question and perhaps slightly speculative as well, but I'm sure all of our clients are still grappling with it. How much of an impact would you think COVID still have in this upcoming year and years to come? In fact, are we expecting also any sort of regulatory activity in the form of post-COVID reviews or similar? Yeah. Maybe, maybe Sandy, you, you again. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. No, I, I, I think uh, from what I know of it, I think COVID is still here. You know, it is in the UK, but, you know, we, we are we're opening up, which, which is good and positive to see. But most of the world is far behind the UK. So I, my feeling is that, you know, COVID will play an important role for many years. We need all societies to get better, to make us even more resilient. Um, this will make the regulators reflect more, more on this and expect the FS sector to do more to ensure consistency of good outcomes for the consumers. And this will no doubt lead to reviews by the regulator in terms of operating model, including hybrid working, handling confidential data, quality of service, you know, training, learning of teams, etc. But I'm sure uh, there's more in that area. And I, and I cannot but think that every regulator will be looking at that given the last two years. And I think, I think they will definitely look at the operating models around COVID and how, how, we've, how we've worked actually. Is that your perspective as well, Alex? I, I, I think so. And, and, and picking up on Sandy's point there, you know, um, at a personal level, I, I definitely fear that, you know, there will be an event that has happened as a result of um, a highly dispersed um, operating model that firms have had to adopt with people working at home. Um, that that will come out at some point, I think, and that will prompt the right kind of questions from regulators. Um, what we've already seen actually over the last 12, 18 months is uh, is, is the circumstance of the last two years being used as case studies to to test uh, in, in, in real terms how well uh, control and governance arrangements are working. So so we know that they're, they're already being used as, uh, you know, scenarios, uh, real life scenarios. So I think that will continue. And I think, the, the, I mean, the other aspect of, of, of the sort of um, working through the, the COVID hangover as well, I, I think, Irina, is 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 looking at all, all of the support that's been provided in terms of um, uh, for parents to um, uh, um, uh, retail borrowers, uh, but also, frankly, working through and, and and you can't miss the headlines around expectations of where government back lending uh, uh, will, will end up in terms of what's repaid. Um, so when we know firms are on top of this and actually we know that, uh, you know, there's some good news on some of that stuff as well in, in the actual performance of some of that stuff is better than anticipated in places. But that's that's going to hang around for, for, for a good, good while before everyone is comfortable that, that that's been dealt with. It sounds like it's going to keep the regulators busy as well, as they definitely need to, to stay on the top of it. Um, I guess just a final question, um, making sure that I'm not taking too much of your time, knowing how busy you both are. But what advice would you give to our clients um, who inevitably are going to face yet another dynamic and probably very difficult and full of uncertainty here? Um, maybe Alex first. I, I think it's it, it's easy to say, isn't it? But but know what to focus on, and 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 focus on making sure you've got data and management reporting, which equips boards and SMF holders to to, to make the right kind of decisions. I, I think um, we, we still we, we know that some of that is, is challenging on on occasions, and we know that making that um, sufficiently forward looking is always um, not as easy as you'd like it to be. Um, but I think if, if if you can be on the front foot, if you've got a bit of a horizon to look at here, you can definitely plan and and, and work your way through through what's going to be a, a challenging period um, uh, slightly better I think. Thank you Alex and, and Sandy your wise words. Uh, no so I, I fully agree with, with Alex there I, th I think 
all financial institutions face a great challenge in mapping out the changes and obligations they have. I think this is a, a, a sector that's you know constantly being asked to do more, and 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 you know, and by society, by wider stakeholders, by regulators. You know, the demand for the sector in the post-pandemic environment, you know, is pulling firms in several different directions, from their operating model to their people to where they operate, you know, technology. So there's really big asks here. And they must all navigate, you know, obstacles around kind of ESG, the workplace, people uh, risk, resilience, transformation, as well as data and, and you know, and digitalization as well, uh, just to name a few. So, you know, clearly, it, you know, there is a lot of change. Change brings a lot of risk, you know, but for, for the organizations that are well prepared, that, that, you know, that take the expert support, you know, I think there's opportunities as well. Um, but to conclude, you know, I would say I'm, I'm confident that the financial services sector will continue to meet these challenges. I think it's been here forever. I think, you know, the support, the, the way they support the economies, businesses, individuals around the world is, is, is of paramount. It is going to be a bumpy ride, no doubt. But and, and, you know, and firms will need agility, collaboration, innovation across the sector. But I'm confident our sector is really well placed, and um, and I think the the governance overall will drive us in the right right side. Thank you, and thank you very much both for this conversation. It's been an absolute pleasure having you. I hope uh, you enjoyed the conversation too. Thank you very much, actually. Yeah, delighted, delighted to be invited. Yeah. And on that note, um, I would like to to say thank you to our listeners as well, and I hope you all enjoyed the conversation and found it as informative as I did. Certainly, there will be topics like ESG, data and digital, um, global talent uh, shortage, um, and and themes such as fairness and inclusion that everybody has to be thinking in the ahead. We all need and are looking forward to your proper leadership, which is focused on on more of the longer outcomes. And it seems we are now uh, living in a different world where regulators um, have to actually tackle some of the big uh, ticket items and, and not only deal with short term crisis, but uh, looking into much more of a, um, a longer term um, big, big uh, topics they need to resolve. And of course, they need to think about their own priorities. So it's going to be a challenging and a difficult year ahead, but certainly one that is going to be interesting. So with that, thank you very much to all our listeners indeed. And to leave you with some more regulatory food for thought, we have recently published our UK Regulatory Handbook 2022, your one-stop shop for all key regulatory developments in the year ahead. You can also sign up to the Financial Services Regulatory Newsletter to receive weekly updates and invites into your inbox. And to stay up to date with upcoming episodes, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Amazon Music. We'll be back with our next episode very shortly to talk about other exciting topics of the risk and regulatory world. Thank you again and goodbye.